Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 4.0 in Life. I've got my own little special guest here, my daughter. She's just hanging out with me. You know, 4.0 in Life, recording the podcast while taking care of the little, while, I don't know, doing something. Just, I'm multitasking today, mainly because yesterday I multitasked like a pro. Friday, we had a snow day. I also did all the laundry, so I'm like, I'm doing this. The only thing I'm not totally loving right now is in the studio, I am going around the house dusting and I noticed there's a spider web. You guys know I have this like fear of spiders and snakes and just not my jam. So I'm trying to look away as I record the podcast. (laughs) But um, I don't know about you guys. Listen, I totally get that January is a long month. February is super short. Thank God. I know that here in Jersey in March could be nasty. It could totally be snowy weather, but I'm over it already. I don't know if it's because as you get older, like my knee is killing me. I had uh, ACL surgery done in 2013. Um, My back after two kids. Like I also don't want to be complaining. I need to get my butt in gear. I've slacked. I am admitting this to you guys. My, my habit of working out kind of fell apart. We're kickstarting it today with my mom. Her and I are both going to kick each other's butts and work out. But I've been slacking, like slacking. And I told myself, even with my son, the, you know, the year after I had him that summer, I wanted to be like best bod mom life. And I was like, I was in great shape. This time around, I have five more pounds to lose. And you're probably like, no. Okay, let me finish. Because I want to gain muscle, right? So my my goal is to gain the muscle and then this way I'm at my happy weight. Because the other thing too is I know right now where I'm at based on how my clothes fit. I have not stepped on the scale for the whole month of January. I just did last night to check in, which was dumb because I was like mm, mad. Um, but I am basing my body on my the way my clothes fit. And you bet your bottom dollar, I did not get rid of any clothes from previous having second baby because I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to get back in those clothes. I'm going to get back in those clothes. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And even though I lost a lot of the weight, I don't feel fit right now because ultimately, like I said, I want to tone. I want to be great. I'm going to be 39 this year. Next year, I'm 40. I want to be like, when I'm 40, I want to be like the best in my whole life. The best. So now that I hopefully motivated some of you, um, I also made this morning oatmeal, chocolate chip, PB Fit banana muffins. Like, yes. Like homemade, scrumptious, easy things like like pop, like one, two, three. I made minis for my kids. And then what they can do is, not that I want them to add more sugar to their diet, but I'm like, you know what they can do? Add a little, um, what's it called? Syrup. Oh, is the sun in your face? I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Um, add a little syrup and they could dip it. And then it's almost like a chocolate chip oatmeal banana pancake. Why are you shaking your head? You're going to love it. My daughter's shaking her head at me. You're going to love it. I tasted it already. It's fine. It's fine. But instead of doing like more cupcakes and more cookies, I'm like, no, this might be like the better thing. So that was my morning so far. I know you guys are probably like, what time did you get up? I'm up at like six and change. My little daughter does not sleep in. So 
yeah, that's how I decided to 4.0 in my life this morning. Get up early, enjoy the day, bake something that's easy in the morning, one, two, three, kind of like when I do egg bites in the morning, we did muffins for the week and just go with it. Just go with it. And now I'm here to talk to you guys. So this topic kind of came up um, after I was talking to my mom. If you guys didn't tune in two episodes ago, I had my mom on and we were talking about dating at 60, you know, after 60, like, wow, you know, like everyone's like, whoa, 60. I mean, I don't think 60 is that old. I think when I'm like 99, I'll be like, yeah, I'm old, but I still want to live, right? I feel like it depends how you live your life. You know, if you're doing everything you love to do and you're really enjoying things, you're, I don't know, whether you're going out to dinner or you're just hanging out on the bay, rowing a boat, whatever makes you happy, that's when you feel your best. I know personally, when I'm not doing something productive, I feel 500 years old. But like in the mornings on Sunday when I'm sitting and I'm postulating my podcast episode because I didn't write down ideas the week before, all of a sudden I come down in the studio, I turn on the mic, I put my earphones on, and I just, I don't know, I I lighten up, I become young again because it's for, I'm doing something I love to do. And I feel like when you find that passionate thing that you love to do and create things or, I don't know, DIY, make tumblers on Etsy, whatever it is, that's when you're living your best life. And when my mom was talking about it, when you say dating after 60, you know, a lot of the times these young kids and and I personally too, I was like, oh man, (laughs) wow, (laughs) like... Okay. But then I'm like, you know what? Like I look at my mom. My mom is like a spring chicken. My mom like does all these things. She works longer hours than some of the like 20 year olds out in the world today. And she earns her keep. And there shouldn't really be a feeling of old age unless obviously you allow yourself to get there. So then I was thinking about how for me, and I've I've spoken to you guys about this in previous podcast episodes, when I started dating again and I was 30 and, you know, I say that and I'm like, oh man, 30's old. Then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm like one year away from 40 and I'm feeling great. I'm feeling, I don't know if it's because I have like two little kids and they keep me active. Like right now I sound like I'm running a marathon because I'm bouncing my little one around on my right hip. So she's happy while I'm recording my podcast. Again, this podcast is called Four Putting Life for a reason. Four Putting Life. I think I said something else. <laughs> whatever. Correct me if you want. Um, You know, and so I I remember I had a fear. And I think the biggest fear with dating was, can I find someone that fits into my life and I'm allowed to be selfish about it? Now you have to ask yourself like, well, okay, what do you mean by selfish? Well, here's the thing. I was married before, right? And I was with someone for a very long time. You create this mold of happiness, if you will. You create things in your life that make you happy, um, whether it's food you like, food you dislike. On Sundays, you go hiking. On Saturdays, you watch a football game. Whatever it is, you, you create this mold of happiness, things that make you happy. And then when you're yanked out of your happiness mold and you need to restart and recreate which technically you you don't have to, and I learned that slowly, you're trying to find someone that's going to fit within the mold of happiness that you like, that you created with someone else, but you're hoping that this new person fits into. 
which doesn't always happen because it's totally 100% okay if you meet or find someone that does not fit into that mold because, you know, everyone's different. And technically, that past relationship ended for a reason. So do you want it to go back into that same mold? And more so, why not create and find a new happiness with said new person? So here I am, I'm 30 years old, and I'm saying to myself, who is going to want to date me? (laughs) Or better yet, how do I date, right? Because I was young. I met my ex-husband when I was my last year of college, and we got married young, and that that was it, you know? Like, that's all I knew, I didn't really go on dates when I was younger because I I was very committed to my previous relationships. I, you know, I dated people for a long time. I think when my high school boyfriend I dated for, I don't know, so many years or whatever the case was, and I was committed to that. And when you're in high school, you don't really go on dates, really, like, because you're young. So one of my first dates was with my ex-husband, but I feel like I was still young, and there's a difference between... 21 and 30, where 30, it's, you know, you have a full-time job or you may have your place of your own or you may have certain things accomplished. So things are a little bit different. Like you're not going to go to a local pizzeria. You might want to go, I don't know, to a fancy restaurant, whatever the case is. Me personally, I'll go to the pizzeria any day, prefer. So for me, it was like, okay, well, how do I, how do I put this together? And I think the same thing when I was talking to my mom, it kind of just made sense that, and this is where I say like the age doesn't come into play. It doesn't really matter what age you are when you go into the dating world. There are certain, you know, there's different things. You're not going to be like, hey, meet me at the arcade. You're, you might meet someone at like a coffee shop, you know, because when you're 16, I don't know, maybe 16 year olds are doing that because it's trendy, whatever. But there's different levels. And I was like, no, it's just it's the same. It's the same thing. Like when I was I wish you guys could see when I was interviewing my mom, she was like blushing. She was getting nervous. And she admitted that if she went on a date with someone the first time, it would probably be a little bit harder where that was my situation because she knew the person for a long time. She was familiar with that person. She's hung out with that person where me, I did not. And I, even though I didn't, I think I'm kind of an open book and I prefer to be that. I prefer to kind of just share and let everything all out because I think at the time I said to my husband, we were on our first date that I have, not that I have standards. I didn't say standards because that was mean, but I was like, well, here's the things I want in life. I want to get married. I want to have a kid. You know, I, I want X, Y, Z. I'm not here just to date for like 500 years. So I, I was I was pretty like straightforward when I said this is my – this is what I'm hoping for. Like for me internally, I was saying expectations because I feel like uh, – that age, you know, I had a condo. So I'm like, okay, I don't want some guy just to come in there and think it's a party house. Like I, I have OCD. I like organization. Um, that was actually one of the things I was thinking about too, that if I have a place and you meet someone that's new and they come into your place, like what if they're really sloppy <laughs> or what if they just don't respect your boundaries? Because I'm going to be honest, living alone for a while felt good. Um, mainly again, my OCD, but like I have 
a certain regimen of how I place things and put things. And it was nice. It was very nice not having to clean up messes. So <laughs> I didn't say that to my husband when we were on our first date, like, hey, you know, if you're a slob, we can't date. Like, I definitely did not say that. But internally, I was like, hmm, I wonder if he knows I'm really neat. <laughs> so luckily, he totally gets my OCD. He understands it. And he's one of those people that kind of just bend and mold with you. And if I were to say, hey, I'm going to reorganize the fridge for the 50th time, it's just like, whatever, go ahead. It's fine. I do that often. I do that often. So, you know, dating at 30 for me, it's like, I don't want to be biased and say I can talk about it because, you know, I did date when I was 20 and I did date when I'm 30, but it's, it is different. It is different. And I remember a while ago, Lisa did a podcast episode, Lisa Page made me do it with her friend. And they were talking about like, can we give her friend, uh, Brittany, some tips on, you know, she was single with a kid and dating and stuff like that. Now, I I was not, I didn't get divorced when I had a kid. And I can't imagine how hard that is. And that's something my mom spoke to too, because my mom, when she got divorced from my dad, she had two kids, you know? So that's hard too, because first of all, I don't see it being hard. You know, I feel like it's a part of life. It happens. And you shouldn't judge someone based on if they have, and I hate when people say baggage, like I despise that. Like, really? Your kids are baggage? Well, then you don't need to be in that relationship. Next. But I think hard in a sense for the person who has the kids to say to another person, which it should never be hard because me personally, if like I was fine and that's just me telling my husband on our first date, I was married, um, here's my expectations, X, Y, Z, right? Where some people are nervous to say all these things and dish out about their past. Um, I personally said it early and I, again, I've always advised don't do that if that's not your cup of tea. But for me, I didn't want to go on all these dates, invest the time if the person wasn't willing to invest the time in me. And that's just how I felt. If, if that's snotty or snooty or whatever you want to call it, that's fine. But I feel like when you are taking your time, your life, and investing into another person to possibly spend more time with them, why not just be upfront from the beginning? Um, you know, blank slate it, if you will, and just Bob Ross your life out. So if I were to Bob Ross my life when I went out on a first date with my husband – I obviously would have <laughs> I probably have splotches of paint just everywhere scattered and then I would just take my fingers and just mess it all up and tell him this is currently where I am but I'll get it together. But also the goal of the messy splotches would be that I'm a very colorful person and I have a lot to offer. <laughs> I have no idea. I was trying to make that such a strong reference and just go with it and I think I failed miserably. So Bob Ross, um, if you're listening from heaven, um, I love your artwork. <laughs> I love your happy trees. I think I'm going to name the podcast episode that happy trees with Bob Ross and dating in your thirties, which I don't know, but I will say that I was lucky enough to not have to, like I said, I can't, I don't think I could ever do the online apps. I didn't do the online apps because I was afraid there's like catfishing and 
photoshopping and face apps like oh the agita and I remember I feel like the worst thing was I had met my husband six months prior to seeing him again but at the time that I met him he was dating someone so we couldn't it didn't work out and I I remember that I didn't delete his contact information I deleted his text messages because I was like dude no 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 I'm not talking to somebody who has a girlfriend, like been down that road. No, 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 no. We're not having a repeat. I wrote one book, can't write another one. And then meeting him again, I, 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 I admit I remembered what he looked like, but I forgot. So when I was meeting him for the second time, I was trying to text him on the sly and say like, oh, what are you wearing? Because there's so many people at the football game. I, I don't know if I could spot you out. And it was weird because he didn't – he told me what he was wearing, but it didn't matter. And then all of a sudden when I saw him, it's like I knew that was him. Like I, I was – it was weird. It was like he didn't describe himself at all, but I, when I saw him, I knew that was him. And I don't – I just – you know, like he had this big grin on. And then I'm the person like I'm lovey-dovey. Like I'll give you a hug. I'll give you a kiss on the cheek. So I hugged him and gave him a kiss on the cheek and he got all red. I guess he wasn't expecting that. And – the rest is history. Literally got married. So we got engaged. We started dating in 2014. And then we got engaged a year later, 2015. Got married in 2016. <laughs> Pregnant in 2017. Had my son in 2018. And then recently had my little daughter in 2021. So yeah, a lot has happened. Um, so am I for dating in later years? Yes. Here's why. Here's why I'm all about like, keep dating, keep doing it. And I'm so happy that my mom kept dating. You know, my mom was in a relationship for a very long time, but what happened, what happens with most relationships, we get super comfortable and we just get complacent. And I don't know, we don't, we don't move the furniture around. Now I know you guys are like, what the heck is she talking about? So if you know me, if you ask my husband, anybody in the family, I move the furniture around in my house maybe every six months because it's like a hashtag, not hashtag, um, air quoting a new home. And it just freshens it up. It makes it more adventurous. Like, oh, went to go sit down in the chair. The chair's not there. Fell on the floor. Oopsie. My husband hates when I do it, but I love it. So we get comfortable, right? Because we're, we're so used to, you know, the armchair being on the right side. It's like, what if we actually move the armchair to the left side? Oh my God, would that like spruce up the place? Would it like change the zen in the room? I don't know. So the same thing happens in a relationship. We're we're just we're used to things being the way they are. And the scary part about that is you sometimes, because you're so used to something or comfortable, you let things slide that you shouldn't let slide. That's what I did. That's what my mom did. And that's what I'm sure many of you people are doing right now if you're listening and you're like, oof. Or Maybe even your past because you're comfortable with the person you're with. It's easy because the person you're with, because you know, it's like when you wake up in the morning, you have the same routine over and over and over again. And you do it because you can literally do it with your eyes closed and it's easy that way. But what if you changed it around? What if you stepped outside of that comfortable level? You know, maybe you're like, oh, wow. Because I did that first, I saved myself five minutes of time and now I can go get myself a cup of coffee or now I can go do this and I have to rush to work or whatever the case may be. The same thing is with a relationship. If you actually 
realized or changed something in the relationship, maybe it's maybe, hey, sometimes when you change things in the relationship, that's when you brings awareness and you're like, this isn't going to work out. And then sometimes when you change things in the relationship, you're like, wow, we are so much happier or this works so much better. I learned to not be so naggy about like cleanse. Like, listen, if I was my old self right now in the studio, I'd be losing my mind. Like I, 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 I value neatness. I value organization, but should it take over my life? No. And I'm totally getting that. But it was one of the things I had to give up because it was, it was like reckless, stupid arguing that didn't need to happen. But sometimes you need to bring these things to light first to see if it truly, really matters. Because again, what if you realize that in those 10, 15, 20 years that you've invested into a relationship that this whole time you literally were just letting your life pass you by as if you're just turning the page in the book, just reading after reading, but no reaction. It's, it's one of those books that doesn't really have any depth to it, but you're just reading it to read it. And then you finish it and you're like, meh, meh. Like you want a book with excitement. That should be your life. Like every time you turn a page in your life, there should be excitement. I'm not saying every day you should go to Disney World. Would I love that? Yes, that would be awesome, but it's really expensive. But there should be an excitement to wake up and enjoy your day. It doesn't have to be all day because, I mean, there's highs and lows. But there should be like, ooh, I get to go home at such and such time. Cannot wait to squish my babies even though they scream and yell and make a mess. But I'm really excited to do that. And then one thing you should look forward to is planning things like, oh, okay, Monday is movie night or Tuesday is like, oh, Monday used to be Jose Tejas night. So mad. So mad we moved, but whatever. But like plan these things. And if you notice when you're planning these things that things aren't changing and things aren't getting better, well, maybe that's the light. Maybe that's the, you know, ding dong, (laughs) the moving truck's here. Time to go. I mean, it's harsh, right? But mm, I don't know. And then if you have to date, if you have to start over, it, listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It stinks. I didn't I didn't think if I, if you asked me in 2013 when everything went to like poop, if my life would be the way it was, I would have told you there's no way. I had I remember spending my first Christmas alone and it, it was miserable. Like I woke up on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve and I was alone. And I was like, you know, I talked to my parents and stuff like that. And, you know, they were aware, like, ooh, this could be touchy for her. But it was miserable. It was horrible. You know, I'm not saying you have to be happy with someone. But for me, I'm telling you from my perspective, after living with someone for so many years and having that warm embrace and cuddles and all, and, like, I'm one of those, like, affectionate people. Like, it stunk. I was like, oh, this stinks. And dating was hard, you know, like I remember the one time just going out with some friends and just wanting to sit down and enjoy friend time. And then you got someone coming over be like, hey, can I? no, no, go away. Go away. Not interested. You're like stumbling over here. This isn't a good sign. Go. Goodbye. <laughs> and then it just it just worked. I remember literally the week before meeting my husband, my younger sister wanted to set me up on a date. And she told me this. And do you know what I did? I started crying. 
like like tears, like bawling, crying. And my sister and my brother-in-law looked at me and they're like, what is going on? And I literally said, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to hold someone's hand. I'm afraid to, what if someone wants to kiss me? Like all these things I was so afraid of because I didn't want to experience love or connection again and have it taken away. And I was, and that was the biggest thing. Like I was fearing what I had in the past, which I knew for so long. And I knew very well, like the back of my hand and it was gone. And I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't place it. And that was also scary too. And not that this is a, you know, it's, it's a good thing when you start to kind of let go and forget. But I, I, I was afraid because I forgot a lot of my past and things I knew and things I could recall. And I was like, but I don't, I don't know what to do. And then I took a leap of faith, met my husband. He was dating someone, (laughs) closed that book really fast. And then I was like, you know what? I just, no, just going to be me. I'm just going to enjoy my neatness, my OCD, um, my clean house, (laughs) my floors that were vacuumed and cleaned every day. And I'm just going to enjoy me. And it just, and then it happened. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I enjoyed time by myself. And I think that's what we don't do enough of. We don't have time to ourselves. And I'm not saying in a lonely manner. I'm saying like, I don't know, like I went to a restaurant by myself. I went to the diner. I went to the movies. I did things by myself. And did I like it? I mean, it was nice, but I did it. That did prove I missed the companionship. But also I took time to kind of focus on me. And I think that's what made me feel more comfortable when I was dating to just come out on like a first date to my husband and say, hey, here's what I want. And he he was like, wow, that's a lot. But okay, cool. And I think when my mom was talking about all this, it kind of just, it brought up a remembrance of how it's totally okay to date and age doesn't matter. I mean, my husband is younger than me. He is younger than me. And it doesn't matter, you know, because we just, it works. Um, Are there times where I think about when my son graduates high school and I'm going to be 562 and my husband's only going to be 40? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. But I mean, I'll get front row seats, right? Because I can't walk that far. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. I know someone's going to be like, oh, stop it. You're being silly. (sighs) But I mean, yeah. I just wanted to put it out there because I feel I have a couple friends who are just reaching out and they're like, oh, I don't want to date or, oh my God, I'm too old to date. You are not too old to date. You are not. You're not. If you're acting like you're old to date, well then yeah, you are. Take care of yourself. Get a, get, get, get like a fresh blowout. Get your hair done. I don't know. Get your nails done. Do whatever makes you feel, you know, you know the feeling when you grab your phone, you take a selfie and you're like, Whoa. Like when you get makeup done or your hair done. Like when I get my hair blown out and my hair looks like a wig from a hair fairy, I grab the phone and I take a picture and I'm like, oh, I look good. For a week, I'll look good. Do that. Do that. Find that feeling. Find that feeling that makes you feel like that and then go with it. Do that. Do that. I need a blowout now that I think about it. Emma, Emma, if you're listening, I need my hair did. I also need a manicure like two years ago, pedicure. I think I'll do it myself. Save some money though. It's not going to be profesh like the places, but you know, 4.0 in life, right? 
saving my monies, saving my monies, because when I need a latte in the morning and I don't have time, that's where I would like my money to go. Hashtag 4.0 in life. <laughs> but guys, I want to thank you guys so much again for always joining me here on the podcast. Just hearing me ramble, hearing me talk. I love that more and more listeners are tuning in. Again, don't forget to subscribe. So whatever platform you're listening to me on, there's many platforms you can hear this podcast 4.0 in life. There's going to be in the upper right-hand corner, it's going to say subscribe or it's going to have three dots and it's going to say follow. Make sure you do that so you never miss a brand new episode every Sunday, 12 noon here on 4.0 in life. You can follow me on the social medias of 4.0 in life and also check out the blog, thequeenbuzz.com. With that being said, I've got a Madagascar vanilla latte waiting for me upstairs with a delicious avocado egg white sandwich that I'm super excited about. So again, make sure you follow and yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. Bye guys. They're here, your new favorite herbal care products, mindfully formulated for what's in them and what's not. Earth Mama is for all the people, the itty bitty ones, the wise ones, and all the in-between ones, growing and caring for you no matter the season, stage, or age. This week on my podcast, as well as the blog, thequeenbuzz.com, I'm featuring the goodies from the Under the Weather Comfort Kit. From teas, hand sanitizers, chapsticks, you name it, earthmamaorganics.com has it. Head on over to the website, and for 20% off, use my code, thequeenbuzz.com. That's spelled the Queen Buzz, T H E Q U E E N B U Z Z D O T C O M, thequeenbuzz.com, and score 20% off all the goodies you want. The only thing that are excluded are the travel kits and the hand sanitizer. But hey, everything else off at 20% off is a win in my book. So head on over to earthmamaorganics.com and get all the clean products you need for you and your whole family. Thank you.